Welcome to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. On this bi-weekly podcast, we're your hosts, Athena, Mama T, and Memes. And here on this podcast, we'll find ways to cope with motherhood, laugh our woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt, all in the hopes of helping us all feel a little less torn. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. We're your hosts, Athena and Memes. Because we've been away for a little while and off schedule, we wanted to spend some time just catching up before we jump into this week's topic, which is around school tours. So as a catch-up, Memes, what have you been up to? So did want to share, um, we had a family life event, um, our maternal grandmother passed away um so we've just been um having services for her we had services in the area where she raised her family in queens new york and athena did a really great job of organizing planning and organizing a memorial service down in charlotte as well So, yes, we'll dedicate this episode to a woman that had did several school tours, <laughs> being that she had nine children. <laughs> I don't know how she did it. Um, so transitioning into this week's topic of school tours, beams, you went on one. Let's start with why did you choose that school? Because the school tour happens before you actually are at the school. And I think this is perfect timing for folks because if you're not currently doing school tours now, then you won't know what decision to make in January and February. And usually January and February are the months of commitment for August of the next school year. <laughs> so Definitely. So my that. counselor friend is on a hunt for a high school for her eighth grader. Um, shout out VJP. And um, as we, we started discussing and I was repping my high school alma mater <laughs> um, and she was going to be visiting St. Francis Prep in Flushed in flushing do you hear me and fresh meadows queens <laughs> i was excitedly telling her about how much i loved my high school and how i had like a connection before i even knew it was a high school and all this other stuff um and so i asked her advice because she'd chosen interesting um she'd just gone through the the touring and the search for her son pretty vigorously and was you know he goes we work in the bronx she lives in queens he goes to school in in um downtown Manhattan currently and did a summer program in the Bronx. She's just a very invested in getting him involved and she does a really great job of doing research and giving him uh, exposure in a variety of ways and committing and making sacrifices for him to get exposure to what he's interested in in music and performance and I really admire how she like she takes it all in stride, but there's like two and three days of the week in this fall season that she's gone to open houses or been all over the city to do this search with him. Um, so I started picking her brain and she suggested this website for independent schools. So the school I went to visit 
um, with Omar was the Q Forest School in Fresh Meadows, Queens. And it's over 100 years old. Um, It's a small independent school of about 370 students, one class for each grade from PS, PK, kindergarten through 12th. So um, 14 grades, so an average about 14 students in the school. Um, Location was really what caught my attention that I grew up in Queens. I really like Forest Hills and really did not know that this campus was there. because kind of like the the downside of living in like a pretty big borough is that if you're not directly walk like if you take the train to commute or take the bus to commute because I had a friend who lived in Forest Hills and where I would take the train and where I would walk kind of was one path and I never really ventured just a couple of avenues away and noticed this campus but it's uh, a really beautiful uh, space. Um, they had they you can definitely see the original. They, their pride of their entrance is that it's the original entrance from a hundred years ago. Um, but they have a track. They have a green. They named their green area a little garden after one of the first um, groundskeepers. And they have a beautiful theater space and art classroom. Um, Just really interesting. Having gone to Catholic school for my K through eight and also high school, but still different concept in the sense of elementary school for me, or elementary and middle school in the one tower, you know, um, school building with two grades for each class and one large lunchroom and you know a recess in like a parking lot down the street from the school that we would walk to online and things like that it's just very different to see such a beautiful space with the outdoor area that also provides like classroom space outdoors because you can do projects for science or after school activities in their green space um, because the performances that you're doing are also a class, but it could be an after school club. Um, I was, it, it was just interesting to compare my Catholic school education to this independent schools campus and setup and how personal it could be. My partner and I definitely were you know, we're just looking for entry level at, at preschool, but you do consider the idea of going through nine through 12 with just 14 to 16 kids in your grade is a little strange. So it's like your whole high school nine through 12 is smaller than one of my classes, like my cohort as a high school student, because at prep, there were 3000 kids in the entire school. So it's just interesting to hear high school students talk about having six kids in a AP science class or history class or something like that. Like, that's not really what, what we would go for yeah. at that stage. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And there were kids with different experiences that entered at different stages and really enjoyed having this um, one-on-one attention from teachers and um, the activities 
that are available in the sports and they do compete their soccer team I've been following them on Instagram and their soccer team just won one competition moving to the next level because we even asked ourselves questions like about that how many people can you get on each of these teams to to compete um, on the academic level it just seems like your child would just get so much exposure to different things and people who have the longevity of the teachers remaining there and the experiences they bring to it. Um, my role in my charter school as a career counselor is very rare in schools currently across the country. And so for this small school, again, like I said, from ninth through 12th to be about 80 kids, no more than 80 kids and ha have a career counselor like right now I have a cohort of 313 students as a career counselor so when you think about the attention and personalization of that experience with that support it's it was impressive um I guess unbeknownst to me or I don't know if it just went over my head but the charter that I am part of like a lot of their practices come from that independent model so they also had advisories at Q Forest and um, that's a piece of the model of charter schools that I really admire I like feeling like a large place is more personal by having that relationship with a small piece of the cohort and um like I said the career support the college application support but thinking about the younger students I really think a small like a small class like that it would work the other thing I was impressed about in the social aspect of it was um at lunchtime the older students it's family style. The older students kind of facilitate and then they sit together and share lunch. So the responsibilities are amongst the community. There's lots of collaboration with the upper school and lower school. So like third graders will be matched with a high schooler, just as middle schoolers will be matched with the elementary schoolers for different activities of like reading, um, crafts, different projects throughout the school. Um, that I think makes for like a great community sense. Yeah. Cause it builds that loyalty. And we see that at my kid's school, like when we were going through the whole school touring and figuring out which schools to tour. And if this is your first time ever doing it, it could be overwhelming. And so I, I found the most helpful thing was for me, I'm a type A personality, so just bear with me, was to create, well, interview my child, right? The child that I was touring for. And to be honest, like when I did this with my adopted son at eight and my Sam who went to school when he was four, they actually had a vision of what they wanted their academic lifestyle to be like they had a vision in their head of what they thought school would be like so Sam being that he was four most people would be like oh they don't know what they want but actually sit with your child and speak to them because you'll be surprised what they have on their list and some of it is actually a legit request like 
the classroom has windows. Uh, the classroom doesn't have desk. And so that will lead you down the route of like understanding the different types of instruction and learning experiences that are out there that might lead you to a type of education that you were never exposed to or ever attended a school that provided education in that way. Um, and that's pretty much how I started my journey with letting my, uh, like figuring out what schools to tour for my children. Um, cause I knew for me, like growing up just like memes, Catholic school <laughs> for <laughs> most of my elementary. And then I guess God found faith. I found favor because, and then I got to experience public school. So for high school, so I didn't have to wear a uniform in high school. Um, and my classrooms were definitely not 14 to one teacher. We had like a 300 graduating class or 300 kids. Um, and just finding that balance though, of how your child learns and then what type of education's out there to help support them. So for our family, we interview our kids around this time of year, every single year to make sure that we are going to recommit in January or February to that school, or if not, you know, start touring other schools because for each season of their life, we're not committed to one school just straight through from like kindergarten through 12th grade. If that happens with one of my four kids, then that would be awesome. But so far, that has not been our experience. But I do believe that it is important to create a community, get ties within a community. And so, you know, that elementary school experience or that transitioning before getting to middle school or definitely having a jointed high school experience, nine through 12, um, I do think is important. And so if you do those interviews with your children and you figure out what your criteria is for school, whether that's finances, location, uh, teaching style, population size it's kind of like college touring for you know it's the same principles that you would use to select a college um, for your child Um, and then once you do that and you get online and you start doing those searches you could kind of narrow down as many hits as you're going to get because you're just going to get overwhelmed if you're doing this for the first time and you're looking at every school (laughs) that's in your area Um, that could be really hard and then also well, picking the right choice for your kid, right? Because he's they got to go <laughs> to the school. Exactly. And um, so, in the sense of committing, I also think from the educator side, when I think about colleagues I've worked with and how schools I've worked with have changed over the years between administrators and policies and what the focus is and how staff is supported or if there's turnover all those things matter as well right you're even if you have an established school that's not having lots of turnover and the culture is pretty established times change your children change um so even that i'm excited about theater because she likes dance now i have no idea if that's something she's really going to want to pursue if she were to have to like try out to be in the show or do you know all those things as she's older it's just more gauging their style and what they gravitate towards and um i just keep trying to keep at the center of my mind that she was very brave as a three-year-old to do a performance enjoys the setting of dance and 
enjoys her friends at school, but I still feel like I'm not exactly sure what structured learning will feel like for her um, because she's still play, you know, playing to learn. Um, so even that, I feel, I, I don't know. I feel like the tours are still cookie cutter because even on the end of an educator, I know when we do open houses, how we present the information is very different than if you were to sit in the back of multiple classrooms in our building and get a sense of the people and how they interact with the students and with each other um, to get a real sense of the school. So for me, it's also finding those uh, because they do invite you um, once you apply at this school in particular, the application process includes that she would go spend like half a day in a class. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more curious about that time in this search than just getting like formal information. Um, those things are important too, I, but I think feeling the, yeah. the, the life and beat of the school uh, is probably more informative, especially at this stage. Oh, yes. I, I completely agree with that. And I was going to say, and even if a school doesn't have a formal process where they allow your child to do that, it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't hurt to ask because I know Sam. (laughs) Well, my my son Sam did not let me go on school tours for him by myself. (laughs) He was like, oh no, if I'm the one that's going five days a week, I need to check this place out. (laughs) No, and for the information, they just asked for the little ones not to be there in the sense of touring the whole building and asking questions, you know, all those logistical kind of things, but definitely for everything. And then I definitely um, only know my own educational experience inside and out, right? I only know where I went, who my teachers were what that experience felt like at what stages I enjoyed it what parts it was just like this is where I you know because I'm not crazy about transitions in the middle of certain years like definitely not 9 to 12 but also in I don't know in my mind I guess I have the K through middle schoolish kind of thing or K through 5 but only because I did change schools in the fourth grade and it's it wasn't that I left someone behind, like left a circle or a, a feeling behind, but that it was just different. It was just different. And I don't know what finishing in Our Lady of Mount Carmel would have been like versus finishing in Immaculate Conception. Um, and then I had the difference of you and Dave going to high school in Long Island while I never had that experience. I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's so hard. It's a huge, it just feels like a huge decision that you're making for your child. You do like interview them, ask them questions, get observe what they like. And and you go into these places and they're selling you on why you should trust them with your child's education and their safety and all these things. But the truth is as a teacher, I know that my students' parents at the age of high school 14 15 still don't really know what's happening in the space with them for the number of hours that's happening good or bad you know like you don't ever really have like a a sense of all eight of their high school teachers or what 
community time feels like or recess time or after I don't know it's just it's very interesting looking at it from this point of view as a person trying to make wise decisions and informed decisions and take a, the personality of my child into account and then walking into places and just feeling like I like what this is offering or I like this feel but I don't know I don't know. Like, I don't really know. I have to go to more and then be able to compare what that feeling is because it's, it can be a great facility. They can have great results. And you, I just feel like this is a stage where so many things impact your kids. Like I, I just from daycare, I realized how many things my child genders or how many things are either okay or not okay. Like just in the social interactions going from being one of three of the kids to being around about 13 to 14 other kids in a classroom, different habits, what's yucky, different behavior, just the things they absorb from being around other people that I can't even imagine <laughs> what it's going to be like when she's one in like a whole bigger establishment. Like it's just a very interesting process, which lets it you is, know and how little you know of it when unless you're the kids in it like it's it's just very strange it's just very strange <laughs> yeah so I would suggest just involve your kids as much as you can in the process have them own it because and then by the time you get to where we are now with my oldest that he's about to go off to college it made that process a whole lot easier because he knew his list he knew how he likes to learn he knew what type how big how small he wanted his school to be because he had done that every year. <laughs> it was no different. It was the same questions. And then even like owning up, wanting to go to the tours, wanting to ask for the separate tours, the private tours, where it's just your family going on the tour and then asking to sit in on the classroom and all those things. Um, and being able to connect, even if, even if you can connect if you know enough people at the school maybe connect with a family that currently has a child enrolled in the school and reach out to them and see how well your child gets along with them and just interview families um, casually to get a feel of what the community is like because that that's a huge part with schools like we're part of university model school so three days a week <laughs> and really I did that because I'm a control freak and I love homeschooling. So I homeschool my kids two days out of the week and I get to see what curriculum they're being taught and how they're being taught and, um, and get to customize it for them and make it harder in areas where they find it too easy. Um, and, but also at the same time, you're spending all that time with your child, just being their teacher, which is that special time that, in traditional schools, you don't really get because they're more at school than they are at home. Um, but it's just finding the right balance for your family's lifestyle. But my biggest tip is invite your kids on their journey and encourage them to own as much of it as they can um, as you're going through it. So memes, this week, what's your mend? After doing all that school touring and everything. Um, so really just sharing in the process. This is definitely a phase that 
I have asked advice, listened to what others have done, picked your brain, my friend, like I said, my friend, my counselor friend, um, as she's going through a different stage of the phase and just feel usually I will do my own research and kind of need someone to like co-sign or encourage or like maybe gear me in a certain direction I really really felt like a lost puppy (laughs) um, (laughs) was comfortable with kind of just like lead me like put something in front of me for me to consider Um, because as like someone who went to Catholic school, I teach in a charter school. I only taught in a public school in New Jersey for three years. I do have my reservations. Um, I think New York (laughs) city public schools did a lot for a long time for certain people. I think there's definitely public schools that people went to, you know, like I had tons of teachers that went to New York city public schools and were great and creative, um, valued their education. Um, I don't know for me it really is more about size and having the things you need and um, and like safety of things, you know, like at certain stages because you're still, I'm hoping I'm, I will still be able to be in the, I don't know, the idea of like busing to school in New York like freaks me out too. So there's like lots of things about the dynamic that that wasn't my case you know what I mean so it's really hard to think outside of what you know Um, lucky enough to have my mom drop me off and pick me up for most of those younger for all of those younger years and then did public transportation for high school but um, it's it's just trying to get direction from people who have been through like you were saying getting advice from other parents who are through it or or asking questions because I don't want to stay stuck through a limited information or a certain lens of my own perspective. But I, I also know that so much comes with it because it's like first introduction into like the bigger open world um, on a a much broader scale than daycare. So um, having people to that have gone the journey and have advice has been very, very supportive. That's awesome. How about you? The, my men for this week um, has been that we're almost to the end of our college application journey. <laughs> that, that would be my, that, that is my men that I see the light at the end of the tunnel. This 1115 deadline is quickly approaching, but the essays are getting written. Um, and we'll be submitting here for the last scholarship deadline over the next two weeks. So, um that that's exciting it's like man this education journey here it is this is the big game now it's like was it all worth it did we choose the right styles (laughs) (laughs) is education really what you want to go into um so it's it's just been an exciting and jaw-dropping experience so excited to be wrapping that up in the next couple weeks and just waiting for applications to get approved. So for all our tribe out there, our torn tribe, feel free to get connected with us and share about your school tour journeys or any other topics that you would like to hear talked about on 
uh, Torn MLB. And so, me and tell our folks how to get in contact with us. We are Torn MLB at gmail.com to send us your torn moments, your friends, um, shout out to your torn tribe. And on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we are at Torn MLB. Thanks for joining us this week. For moms, bye moms. <laughs>